Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. Johnny Ice. And today we're going to be talking about a few games we've been playing lately. We're going to be doing a review of Sleeping Gods and then do a top five interactive Euro list. So thanks for joining us for episode number 69. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean. Oh, oh, whoa, Dean. Dean, are you okay? Are you okay, Dean? Did I slip on the ice? No, you stubbed your toe. Remember when that yeah. happened? Remember when you texted me before yeah. the podcast and said, I'm running a little late. I stubbed my toe. What does that mean? All right, hear me out. Give us the deets. My foot was really cold. It's cold outside, right? It's really it cold very, here in Tennessee, like 16 degrees. I had really cold feet, and then I stubbed my toe. You know what hurts worse than stubbing your toe? With cold feet? Like, yeah, stubbing your toe with cold feet. It was awful. Still can, I ask, can I ask you a follow-up question? Was sure. the, this idea of stubbing toe, was it because you were having cold feet for doing this podcast episode? That you were actually a little nervous about being on this with me, and you had to make up a grand scenario that wasn't true at all. Are you doing air quotes for all of that? <laughs> can you can so Dean can see me, but I can't see him right now. Just want to let y'all know because we have I'm Johnny Ice because we've had a pretty pretty substantial for Tennessee ice storm, have we not, Dean? And no one's going anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually here's okay. You want you want some bit of information. If you're if you're thinking about moving to Tennessee, let me go ahead and give you some advice. Mm, wow. Don't pay attention to the weather channel. This is not a shot at our meteorologist in the area. This is just in my experience. Okay. the The weather is going to be wrong. It's going to tell you that it's going <laughs> to snow, and it's not going to snow. And then when it says it's not going to snow, it's going to snow. There was no snowing chance. All, it's been snowing more today than any other day, and today was That's like what I was the say. least chance of snow. There was like no chance, and then you're right, it's been snowing all day. Well, see, the, th- the th- thing is, excuse me if I could talk, but you know, Dean is in his closet right now, surrounded by clothes. And because of that, he's not letting me see him. Because we're recording via <laughs> Zencaster. Uh, which that's no necessarily plug for Zencaster, but we use it. They have a free version we're using right now. Anywho, he refuses to turn his. his we don't usually on. use it, just if we have to record. Correctly, we love to be face to face. Yeah, because I'm. Are you going to be looking at tabs for games and stuff? Or are you actually you want to see my face? Because uh, I'm mean, looking at your face, and your voice and does not pretty. match up with the video, which makes it worse. <laughs> makes it so much worse. That's so I had to change it over. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, you know, you I wanted you to be Johnny Johnny Lawrence. What? You, what does that even? Mean? You want to know why I wanted you to be Johnny Lawrence? No, that's what I, that's I, what I, that's what it means when I say I don't know what that means. I've been watching Cobra Kai. John, you seen Cobra Kai? <laughs> I have. I've heard good things about it, but not have I. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> I binge three seasons of it in about three days. <laughs> that's what you. That's what. You, that's what you. My been wife doing with and yourself. I. Yes. It's why I haven't wanted to record the podcast because I've been wanting to watch Cobra Kai. It is Yesterday the best when we that TV offers it. outside of WandaVision. 
Wow. <laughs> really? It's that hey, good? Okay. Do you, did, you, did you like Karate Kid? Oh, sure. Okay. John, you will love Cobra Kai. You'll absolutely okay. love it. It will suck you in and Larissa. It'll suck both of you in. Are you going to be getting a it's snake tattoo so good. soon? So good. I might. I might. I'm considering it. I'm considering getting like this, like Cobra logo on the front of my car, spray painting or not spray painting, Word. but getting my car painted like the Cobra Kai colors. You should get a like a GI Joe member Cobra. Like you should get that that Cobra tattoo. That would be dope. That would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. That'd Even be, for someone like you that that wears Crocs and stuff, like I would have to at least say, well, that's one thing that's cool about Dean. So I think what would make me cool is if I learned karate and I got a giant like cobra tattoo on my back. On your lower back? Yes. Nope. No. Uh-huh. Just on the lower back. <laughs> that's the opposite of cool. Just on my lower back. Does anyone do oh, that boy. anymore? I'm sure know. they do. Yeah. yeah I right. think so. I think people do that. It's a butterfly, but not a cobra. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if people do that anymore. That was like super popular in do the you, 90s. Do you have any tattoos, John? That seems like something you would do. No, I've actually driven to the tattoo parlor and just turned right back around and went home. Were so, you scared it was going to hurt? No, I just wondered if I would regret it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not usually one to worry about regrets too much. But that's one thing, um, you know, I don't know. I've got my ears pierced, if you didn't know out there. That's banging. That's all the ladies love it. I All the time. Do you think that I've ever had my ear pierced, John? Does that seem like something I would do? Actually, maybe. Have you? I have. You have? have. Yes. Just one ear? Yeah. I... I'm wanting to say that I've, we've had this conversation on the <laughs> so, podcast before. There's so many things I, I want met, to say, right? I met Sam Walton's granddaughter whenever I was getting my ear pierced. This was uh, uh, my senior trip down to Florida. It's what you do when you graduate high school and you live in Tennessee. And you got your ear Went pierced. down to Florida, you know, down there doing all the cool kid things. I got my ear pierced, met Sam Walton's granddaughter. She was getting her belly button pierced. Wow. Belly there button. That's, a, that's another thing. That was big time. My wife has her belly button pierced, or used to. You can, yep. you can, you can still. I mean, you can still see the scar. It's a that's a that's a thing for your whole life. Yeah. All right. That's why you didn't should get we, your tattoo? <laughs> I think I should just get a belly button pierced and lower back tattoo. That's. We'll do some kind of a bet sometime, and that will be. If can I we do? Lose. Yeah. Can we do some kind of a that's fundraiser? Ha- maybe that's what has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> If I did a lower back tattoo, I would do it uh, someone's hands, like to where it looks like they're coming out of my pants. You know what I mean? Like they're crawling out of my what? my pants. No. Yeah, yeah, like a person's face and their hands. You know, like up above their yeah, like they're yeah. That would be that would be pretty dope, actually. That's a good. Would idea. you get a Maple Town tattoo? I don't know if I want to be in or this anybody. relationship. Do you think that, anybody that long? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> that's, you that's gonna that's gonna bring us that's gonna bring us to our uh, there's a little bit of a delay too but there's uh that's gonna bring us to our um uh our top five list where John Johnny and Jonathan teamed up and left Dean out so we'll talk about I think that this is the breakup episode where you talk about okay <laughs> that's it all right all right we're not, we got a poll or something yeah, I gotta get talk, through this episode and then I'm done. Let's talk some board games. You gotta get through this episode that you can get back to Cobra Kai, right? Or are you done? Have you watched all of them? No, I'm done. I'm done. Oh. It's 
Well, there's three seasons of it out. That's all that's available. Okay. And that's all I've seen. All right. So in this poll, I went back to our most top 10, excuse me, most anticipated games of 2021. Dean and I did a video for this. We did a live stream. Thank you to everyone who joined us. That was really fun. Like I really, I'm really happy, Dean. Aren't you? Like lately we've done some live streams and had a lot of the meeps, the Meeple Town folks come on and it's so enjoyable, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. I was, I was, <laughs> you just, I'm, I just became I everyone's because... favorite because you hesitated when I said that. No, I didn't get to come to the last one. I cannot tell you how bummed out I was. Like I had it on in the background. I was listening to it, but I was so sad that I didn't get to join that because it is a blast. I love it. Didn't we already say we'll get to that in a minute? Okay. You keep bringing it up. Yeah, but you brought up the live, you brought up live stuff and that was, was a like live a... thing. So in our top 10 most anticipated <laughs> games of 2021, I I like to do this sometimes when we do lists. I put my top two in Dean's top two, and I wanted to know which one Meepletown thought was best. You got that? You got that, Dean? I look like a pirate right now. I got it. I'm ready for it. My microphone's blocking half of one of my I eyes. Didn't, uh... All right. So here are the games. You can turn your camera off because I'm not even watching you right now. No, I want you to look at me. Here are the games. I'm not. I like to look at myself. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I'm just kidding, but I don't want to figure out how to turn this contraption off right now. <laughs> I don't have click to do it. Click the camera. There is no <laughs> camera. Oh, oh I, I see can, it. I can yeah, okay. There you go. I'm off. There we go. All I, right. I did it for you. Okay. All right. Gollum, Dead Reckoning, Darwin's Journey, and Ankh. I'm going to say this as you're thinking Ooh. about that. I was really, it was really interesting that Twitter was almost exactly opposite of the Meeple Town Guild. Really? Really Did you figure different. it out where you joined them all together? I did, yeah, yeah. And so it, they joined together to three of them are separated by one vote. Really? One vote. Okay. That's exactly right. And I want to make a quick plug. We, for about a week, We've had 99 members of our Meeple Town Guild. Can someone <gasps> please go be number 100? Do it. it. Do it. I'll start a new account. I'll be number 100. That's, that doesn't, that <laughs> Can doesn't, I do that? It doesn't account uh, when you do that. All right. I think I know so, the answer. All right. You uh, give it to me, man. What's, what's the number one answer? I think Dead Reckoning is the number one answer. You thought dead wrong. Really? Well, it's the number. There's a lot of hype around that game. It's tied for number two. So there's there are two that are one that won by one vote, two that are tied for second place by only one vote, and then the third one is no one cares about this game. Okay, I do think I actually got some comments about this. Um, like private, privately, people reached out to me and said that they were interested. Oh yeah, in it. yeah, sure. But, yeah, yeah. You want you you just recognizing that your games aren't chosen, so you have all these so-called private, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see them, private conversations. That's a, that's hogwash. Okay, so let me finish what I was saying. <laughs> they reached out to me to tell me that they were really interested in Gollum, <laughs> which was your number one pick. Are you this serious? This is helping you out. So I think that could be it, because I think I think there were a lot of people that checked that out that reached out and said, hey, this looks really cool. I want to I wanna play this. And then you talking about it made me really excited about it. So my, my I would say Gollum is then the number one pick. You thought Gollum wrong. Dang, that, 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 really? That went really wrong. Man, um, I never miss these. I'm always 
Yeah, mostly not. Uh, so, yep, I got nothing. <laughs> That's all right. I, so, I'll, I mean, there's no reason to keep guessing, uh, right? Or do you want to go over three? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think it's my number. My number one pick is what everyone else <laughs> wants too, and that is. What was my number one pick again? Your number one pick was Ankh. <laughs> Ankh. Ankh is what everyone's fired up about. Steerike 3! <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. one of your worst. One of your worst. You can't even get one. You had three guesses to guess one out of four, and you couldn't even do that. I uh, mean, The only reason I didn't guess the other one is I honest to goodness cannot remember what you said your number two one is. If I were you right now, I'd go trap myself in a closet. It's, All by I, myself. I did. I'm already here. That's exactly What's your number right. two? What did you say? That's how little you care about my numbers. I, it took me a second to remember what my and number one and was. And first of all, I want to say that that's kind of personal for you to ask me about my number two. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that we need to hear about that. Um, <laughs> ugh. Okay. Darwin's Journey. One. Oh, yeah. I picked Darwin's Journey. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> When you were saying the choices, I was like, oh, that's probably it. And then I just forgot that that was your choice. So that's actually my pick. I no, win. it's <laughs> false. Uh, so what's Do you inter- put these in your app like that you won? Yeah, so I need to because you you lose. No, I don't know. I don't oh, know how. Actually, I don't know what would be. Lately. Yeah, but I don't know what would be considered a win necessarily. Like, do you have to guess it right the first time? I guess so. And if you No, don't... you I, like Mapletown picking your game. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a win yeah. for you. But only by one though, Dean. So, so thirty-one percent. And I just, I, this is going to equal one hundred and one percent because I went averaged up and down and it ended up, you know. Anyway, anyways, thirty-one percent for Darwin's Journey, twenty-eight percent for both Dead Reckoning and Gollum, and fourteen percent for Ankh. So Ankh was the one that was definitely the lowest, which I thought was interesting. I actually would have maybe guessed. I thought you were going to win this one, if you want to say it that way. I really, I did. didn't vote. I didn't vote. So I, I didn't either. Voted. I didn't either. I'm oh, okay. I didn't. No. Okay. So on Twitter, Dead Reckoning was the the dead winner. It had almost it had thirty nine percent. There was a lot of hype around that game. That's why I thought yeah. that might be. Yeah, Ankh and Darwin's Journey was twenty two. Gollum was only seventeen percent on Twitter. Whenever so, what was interesting is then when we go back to, you know, the Meeple Town Guild, we see that oh, where's it at? We see that Darwin's Journey was thirty nine percent, and so was Gollum. Dead Reckoning okay. was only at 16 points or 17% and Ankh got 5%. No one, not many people care about Ankh in the, in the guild. Well, I'm disappointed. It just, again, solidifies, you know, who everyone what? really likes. <laughs> you mean like which host they prefer or like which designer they like? That's exactly, you know, <clears throat> you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't try to, don't try to deflect. <laughs> Actually, I think that probably more people might like Dean because I, I th- if you're not careful, people think that I'm mean to Dean. They're probably like, oh, John's a jerk. What an idiot. <laughs> so I'm sitting in my closet, and there's a lot of games in my closet. And I'm like, wow, I really need to play that game. Wow, it's, just like that. There's a lot of them, yep. Well, speaking of, <laughs> what game have you been playing lately? All right. I told you what I was going to talk about, and then I changed it last minute. Wow, that sounds just like a Dean move. Because I've been in a Days of Wonder, a little bit of a Days of Wonder kick lately. Really? Um, they just announced the the anniversary edition of the Ticket to Ride Europe, which I'm really excited about. 
I've been playing some Ticket to Ride, like the the Ticket to Ride New York. We played my first journey, which is the kids' version of Ticket to Ride. And last week, I introduced my wife to The River. Uh, do you remember this game? You know, you know what I'm talking I, about? No, I'm actually really interested to hear in your thoughts because it was like they sold, they produced so many copies of those. It's like ten or fifteen dollars all the time. Yeah, I've almost yeah. bought it a few times, but I've always said, well, there's a reason why there's. Yeah, maybe. There's some other games. That, never mind. Go ahead, Dean. I had wanted it from the get-go. Any, I did, too. Know, I was interested in this one. You have you have certain companies, when they put out games, you're just interested. Uh, Days of Wonder is one of that for me, because I like a lot of what they do. Now, there's some whiffs for me, too. And I think this is probably maybe more on the whiff side. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Maybe. There's a reason why. It's not a... Okay, let me just go ahead and explain it first. So this is a really simple entry level, I would I would say worker placement game. This is by uh, Sebastian Pouchon and uh, Ishmael Perrin. And the art is by Andrew Bosley, which is, you know, that's the thing that draws a lot of people in. Yeah. But it's it's basic worker placement, but it's also got tile placement. Basically how this works is you have a board that has, it's a, uh, it has four columns and three rows. And you are putting tiles onto each of those squares and those columns in a row, but you have to go in order. So like you go left to right, and then you go back on the second row, you go right to left, and the third row, you go left to right, okay? Uh, so you're going down the river, basically placing these different tiles. And the, pl- the placement of the tiles matters because at the end of the game, you're going to get points for like uh, tiles in columns. So like mm-hmm. in the, let's say the first column, I've got two mountains and a, in a grassland or something like that. I'll get points for those two matching, but you can get more points if you have three matching. All right. And worker placement is, is pretty simple. Like I'll place a worker onto one of the spaces on the main board. Let's say I want to pick up wood. Okay. Then I'll pick up as many wood as I have wood icons on my board, which is unique. I like that a lot. I think that's really cool. So like if I have three wood tokens on my board, and I go to gather wood, I'll get three, but I have to be able to put them in storehouses that are also on my board. So I have to have enough storehouses, and then I also have to have symbols for the yeah. uh, for the different resources. That's really interesting. And then you're you're yeah. basically just using those resources to to build buildings and then gain points from those. So it, let me tell you why I don't. I said whiff. I don't know if this one's necessarily a whiff because my wife and I enjoyed playing it. We had a good time, but I think. There's something there that I wish was fleshed out more. Okay. Interesting. The, the being able to put your own worker placement spots on the board, not worker placement spots, but these tiles that end up affecting the worker placement spots on the main board. So again, like if I'm trying to gather a lot of wood, I'm going to get a lot of wood um, tiles to put on my board. So how you're impacting that worker placement is really interesting. I think that's cool. And like Kalis, like you're building your own buildings that yeah. allow you to, you know, manipulate that. And then also how you place those effects you're scoring at the end of the game. I think all that's really interesting, but like mm-hmm. it needs more, even in a, even in a gateway type game, this is for sure a gateway game. This is a weight of, let's see 2.02 okay this is this is a gateway game that i can teach anybody i can teach anyone worker placement through this but it's not one that i would use necessarily but i just think that there's something there that could be so much cooler but it just like you're just using those resources to build these buildings and then get points and that's it i wish there was something more unique about that piece other than that i mean it's it's a fine game for what it is i think it's fun 
And I think it's one that will play. I just wish it had more, not, not necessarily more weight, but more interesting things. Yeah. I mean, I, I just totally sense that you are in the absolute, uh, what most people think about that game. I, I would guess because that, like I said, that thing has been floating around for a really long time and floating down the river. That's, that's what happened. I wonder if they lost money on that. I'm just curious. I'm curious how hard it is or easy it is. Uh, I wish that I knew hard or easy it is to lose money in, in board game publishing. You know what I mean? Um, right now you can get it on Amazon for $21 and you know that that's got, it's got good production. It looks like, right? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it, it really does. I mean, produce. it's all days of wonder art, you know, yeah. art and production are, are through the roof on this game. Everything, you know, down to the insert is really well done is, you know, all of that is classic days of wonder, but they only put out one or two games a year. Usually it's one big game a year and this was it in 2018. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it just needed to be more, I guess that's, and again, not more weight, but just more interesting things than just using these resources to build buildings. There it is. So anyway, that is The River by Days of Wonder for me. That's what I've been playing. All right. Let me bring up a game that uh, Dean and I got the chance to play now. I've Dean, I've played it twice now. Dean's only played it once, but we'll figure we'll talk about it a little bit. That is a game that Bezier Games sent us. I was super looking forward to. In fact, when it got on my porch, I like like a little like a, a little schoolboy was giggling and called Dean. Remember that moment? What's what's Dean? happening right now? Are we talking I'm just about saying games? that's what that's what happened? I, I called Dean immediately and said, "Hey, we got Whistle Stop and uh, Moglev, but we haven't played Whistle Stop yet." Ooh, I forget that this is what you're talking about. I had something totally different in mind. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, yeah, okay. Anyways, so we've played uh, a little bit of Moglev Metro. So this is um, by Ted Osbach, you know, Suburbia, One Night, Ultimate Werewolf, Werewords, all that good stuff, right? Um, and t- a lot of other, tons of other games, but in this, it's a pick up and deliver train game. And there's, it's interesting. There's two different sides of the board. So you have two different, completely different maps to be able to, uh, to explore. But I mean, what's really the, I guess, interesting part of this game, because besides this part, it's a lot of kind of standard pick up and deliver, which is, which is cool. But the action board is very interesting because as you're picking up, um, robots so you're either picking up and delivering robots or passengers as you're picking up robots you're actually building an engine for how powerful your actions are going to be so if you get a robot and you add one to the tile laying portion instead of laying one tile with an action you can lay two tiles with the action or maybe you're got several on the picking up passengers so i can pick up three passengers but oh wait i've got to have the capacity to pick up three passengers which again is a uh, engine like a little spot that you can put those robots when you get passengers, those are going to basically be the, your your points that you score. But with those, you can use them to unlock being able to, uh, you know, build certain stations or maybe unlock extra actions like you normally have two. Or you put them in a, in a place where you can hopefully get more victory points for them at the end of the game. But that's kind of the way the game works. You're going to start with those two actions and you're just kind of build out your engine, point building engine, um, action engine, uh, more action engine. Um, and oh, one more thing that I'll say is that one of the slots that I think is really cool is that there's a place on there where you can actually uh, adjust your workers. So if you maybe early in the game, you have an engine that's letting you lay out tiles, but as the game progresses, you want to have more capacity 
you know, and drop off and pick up ability. So you start adjusting those. And I think those decisions are really interesting in the game. What do you think, Dean? Yeah, I I really need to get this one played again to have a better, oh, goodness, <coughs> to have a better Whoa, idea. easy there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. Oh, dust in this closet, apparently. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I need to get this one played more. My initial impressions were I enjoyed this one. I thought it was yeah. fun. I don't, pick up and deliver isn't necessarily something that, like, I go out of my way to get but Agreed. i but i still liked i still like some pickup and deliver games and i like this game i think it's fun my my issue was my first play i did not play very optimally and for some reason you you explained it fine john for some reason you have some games where i'm just like it something's clicks. not clicking here with me and i don't know what that is until about halfway through and i was like oh okay here's what i should have been doing all along yeah you uh you beat me pretty handily in this one john you know what's interesting you about had a really that, good engine built in this one and i did not yeah i'd already played it though so that's 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 it's hard to beat someone that you've have read the rules and you know have already played it but what's interesting to me though is that this game the weight isn't that heavy it's all about how to play optimally i think yeah. that's what clicks like I, I think you understood how to play it was just like oh man i should have been doing that first then doing that and i should have been doing this and i had the same experience with the game yeah, playing the second time I know like where I would play cuz initially where where you put your robots is important, you know. Yeah. You got to you got to put your robots in the right spot so that they can Robots. Otherwise they're just kind of wasting space for you. I think if I remember right, I put it in a an adjustment. The adjustment spot is where I put one of my first robots, which is a terrible idea because I don't need to adjust them right off the bat. But anyway, I I did enjoy this one. I thought it was fun. I just I really look forward to, to getting this one to the table again and production is unreal in this game it's it's, yeah, it's great really production it's some yeah it's bezier does that a lot anyway but this is just you know those acrylic tiles or something that are neat that you lay over top of each other and you can see through them to see the other tiles that's really cool i, I don't think i've seen that in any other game so it's a neat yeah. game i like it yeah i'm with you there um yeah i liked the game as well and i'm, I'm with you dean I'm, I'm not a huge pick up and deliver guy at all like but i just with Ted Ausbach doing it, and I just thought it looked pretty cool when I saw a little bit of gameplay on it. Um, I wasn't blown away by this game. Uh, I, I think we probably have similar, but I thought it was really solid. And, and I was thinking to myself, I could see a lot of people really liking the game because of the way that it's not... I think it sits right... To me, it sits right around that, like, just a medium game. Wouldn't you? Would you agree with that? I think so, think yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I, and I and I think that if you like pick up and deliver, I do think this one is going to be a no-brainer to pick up and try. And I deli- absolutely and agree deliver with that. it to your home. If you <laughs> deliver it if to your If you collection. like pick up and delivery and like midweight games, I think this is this is yeah. cool. Um uh, and and you know the the engine building cuz engine building is really what drives this game fully. Yeah. I mean it's, it's if, without a good game. engine you'll be terrible. And that's and that's what I thought was the most interesting part was that engine. And then I actually, you know, going back to that adjust, I think that adjust mechanic is really smart because I realized that, and I think I, I picked this up maybe faster than Dean because I'd already played. If you don't adjust, like sometimes you have to take risks to kind of adjust things or go really heavy in a certain direction, then shift focus. And at first I w- didn't want to do that. I was like, I'd rather slow build my engine. I don't want to have to move things around a lot, but I think you have to in this game. And I like that about it because it means that you've got to, you've got to know at what 
the most optimal times are to kind of adjust your strategy, which is the whole thing about pick up and deliver is like, how do you most efficiently and optimally do your moves to beat other players? Um, so mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, so I think it's a, I think it's a solid game. Um, I, I want to play it more before I could give kind of like a final rating or whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm glad they sent it to me again, not blown away, but, but solid. Yeah. And with more players too, there's a decent amount of player interaction in this because you, you, For sure. you can, you know, drop, I don't remember what the, the wording was, but basically like dropping passengers off at the station, you draw out of the bag and, and pick them up, put them at the station. You may or may not be able to keep all of those. Um, and that will change it because like, if I'm picking some up then, and I can't get all of them, but John's going to come in right behind me and not have to take the action to put those passengers at the station. He can just grab them, which is yeah. cool. I like that. I think that's neat. Yeah. I was, I'll mention also like the, the tiles for your tracks are pretty interesting because they're translucent. Now I, they've made a, a pretty big deal about them. I don't know if they're quite as cool as, I mean, Dean really likes components. I'm not really super into them, but it's interesting that you can lay them on top of other players. Right. So it's not like Dean. I thought I might not like that because I typically like to have games where it's really tight and you're fighting and vying for things, but you are doing it in this game. You're just vying for the passengers and robots. It's not really the tracks that you're vying for, uh, but there's a reason why, because the board's not that big. I mean, that many spots. Let me say that. There's not enough spots to fight for those in this game. The board would have to be really big or the tiles would have to be a lot smaller. I'm sorry. I got stuck on you saying that you don't really like components in games. What? I, I, I don't what? get excited. I don't get as excited about them as you do. That's ridiculous. Oh, you, you're right about that. You're not lying. It's just silly. No, I'm not. <laughs> there you go. All right, John. I introduced John to a designer that you've been wanting to try for a while. This is the designer, Paul Denon, who did Clank. You've Clank. not played Clank before, but he What's had recently put out a I game I called... Something. What? Sorry, I was trying me? to act like the game. You know how like you hear the clanks in the game? Yeah. Oh, that's... Hey, look at that. Tea my coffee up. cup. It's hey, a coffee tea. cup there. Oh, dang it. If you had tea in there, that would have been the best the best line ever. How do you know I don't have tea in there? You said you said it's your coffee cup. Oh, do you have tea in your coffee cup? No, it's coffee. Dead gummit. Black. All right. Dune Imperium is the game that I'm talking about. This is the one that came out towards the end of 2020. So it's not that old of a game. And it is a game that gets compared a lot to Lost Runes of Arnak. And we're going to do that here in just a minute. But basically, this is a deck building game. And it also has some other things going on. It's deck, it's deck building. It's worker placement. You have combat. Uh, you're going to be putting your your troops into this combat that will resolve at the end of every round. It's basically like an... an uh, a area majority, um, area, area control. Uh, yeah. Area majority. And whoever has the majority of their presence in that area is going to, their influence in the area is going to get a bonus every single mm-hmm. round. Uh, or you get the, whoever wins the battle wins the bonus for that round. And you have a battle every round. And that's kind of the gist of it. I mean, really it's that that's it. You're going to be playing cards. And when you play the cards, they have to match up. The symbol on the card has to match up with the with an area that you want to go to. So there'll be a bonus potentially on the card, but also a bonus in the worker placement spot that you're going to. And that's it, right, John? You're going to play until somebody gets yeah. 10 points. This is a racing game or until you get through all of the conflict deck, which I think is, oh goodness, I can't remember, 10 or 12 rounds, either. something like that. 10 or 12 rounds, something something in that range. And so either one of those will trigger the end of the game. Now, John, you were okay with Lost Ruins of Arnak, but it wasn't like, you know, blowing your mind or anything. 
Right? Yeah, that, that was that, for sure. That was one of those that I think even on the podcast, I gave it a seven and a half. And I think I even said reluctantly, I probably shouldn't even give it that high. It's more like a six and a half, seven. Um, and I said that I, I, I probably stick with the, around around a seven for that game. Um, so I, it was fine, but I definitely didn't. The hype, I, the hype train wasn't coming through Johnny's house in Meeple Town. Okay. I get what it. About this I get one? why. I this get one's why got a lot like of hype it. behind it too. It does not as much as Lost Ruins of Arnak. Uh, I like this better. I like Dune Imperium better than Lost Ruins of Arnak. I get why people say they're similar, but there's a lot of differences too. Like I, I felt like when we were playing the game, like okay, sometimes we compare games, and I'm kind of like, yeah, there's some similarities, but <clears throat> there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of differences too. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But there, but the, the comparison is, you know, the the um, worker placement deck building aspect. By the way, you say there's more hype around Arnak, but when I look at the how many people have subscribed to Arnak, this is just looking at BGG, how many people are subscribed, meaning that they're interested in it. There is 1,078. Dune Imperium has 1,183. So uh, there's a, I think there is a lot of hype behind Maybe there's Dune more. Imperium. Maybe there's more than I realize because I'm, I'm just not a big Dune just because I haven't ever seen or read or anything so i'm i'm not it may be amazing you know what i mean <clears throat> maybe that's yeah. why it's flown under the radar a little bit but i'll say i mean gameplay wise i like dune better solely because of that battle area dean like that yeah. i really love games where you're like and i think i'm just learning that about myself games where you're pushing your luck to see if you're going to uh man should i put these people in here because dean might put more you know, that kind of like betting almost aspect in the middle of the game. Uh, or I'm going to just let's let Dean have this one. Uh, he's going to get a pretty good reward. But I think next round I'm going to be able to do that. Now, if I like the, that a lot in this, game I do, too. too. If, I if that's, that's the cool. only thing in a game, I don't get super excited. But when that's done well in the midst of other really cool mechanics um, and this game does that, like it's, you know, pretty simple, you know, play card, you know, play place your worker or whatever, get this reward, get these cubes to do this or get this money to buy more cards and different things, which that's similar to Lost Runes Arnak. But I even thought that the card play was more interesting in this because there was a little bit more combo action. Like when you're building your deck, it's not just, you know, a lot of singles. It's like, hey, if you have this card, but this card's also in, you know, played in the yeah. same round, then you get this extra bonus. So I thought that was a lot more interesting myself. So if I was going to choose, I mean, I would easily rather play Dune Imperium than Lost Dreams of Arnak. I'm yeah, not saying I, I totally, was in love with, yeah, I'm not in love with Dune Imperium, but it's a, it's, it's a better game to me that I like better. Yeah. I hear a lot of people say that. And I think for the reasons that you just said, um, and I'll, I'll go a step further with the, with the, the deck building piece of that. What I hear from a lot of people, and I get it, like Lost Ruins of Arnak, you play five rounds. So if you get a card, you know, you may see it three times or four times or something like that. You know, you're not going to see them all that much. With Dune Imperium, you're going to be shuffling through your deck quite a bit, you know, because there's a lot of yeah. ways that you can draw cards. There's ways that you can get rid of cards, which, you know, there are for, for Arnak too, but you just have such a smaller deck and you're playing for, uh, you know, a for less rounds than you are in this one. So you're going to see a lot of your cards more than, you know, three times. So I, I think that's yeah. a big plus for a lot of people. I still prefer Arnak. Part of that is the theme. And I've, uh, while I was prepping to play Dune Imperium, I read through Dune, the first book, and I really enjoyed it. I, I like the theme in Dune a lot. I think it's yeah. really cool. And I think that the game nails a lot of those like big themes throughout Dune, like this, 
there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of like reading people. And you, you talked about the combat of like, you know, the timing of the com- combat. Do I just want to, am I willing to give this one up to gain a better reward later? Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty thematic when you're looking at the game, uh, looking at the, the book, I think. So I, I like it for all those reasons too, but I just, I do prefer Arnak. Now Arnak is, is my favorite game of the year of 2020 and it's going to be hard to knock that off. I think, but Dune yeah. is going to be, Dune is going to make my top 10. I'll go ahead and say that. I feel pretty confident that it will. It's, it's a really good game. There you go. Yeah, I, I think some people are going to really like it because it's it's pretty easy to teach too. You know, relatively easy. So I think, I, and I say that to say I think that it's going to have it has the potential to have, and it already does. I mean, we already know this a pretty wide audience of different types of game players. Yeah, yeah. So I also think this is better than Clank for my money. I, I would rather play Dune Imperium okay. than than Clank. So I think I think Paul Denon really crushed it on this one. Yeah, it was it was better than I even like. I was I was interested in playing because Dean had actually given me a list of here's like three or four games. What are you most interested? in? I chose this, but it was a little better than I expected. I'm not going to go out and get it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't turn down a game. You know, I mean, I would for sure. I mean, <laughs> I'm disagreeing with myself. I wouldn't turn <laughs> down a game all the time though. Like I'd be like, okay, sure, yeah, I'll play that game. And let me go ahead and say this real fast, and then we can move on to to Sleeping Gods. But with Dune Imperium, now, John and I are getting a lot less, like, groups of people to play games. As you can imagine, yeah. we're playing a lot of two-player games. This game is going to be better at more players. I've played it a lot solo, and I've played it two players a- as well. Um, but even at two players with that combat, because you also have a an AI player that you're playing against who can be a beast, you know, like can really yeah. build up his army a lot. And um, so I, I still think it was good at two, but I think that it's going to be much better with more players. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I think four is probably a really good number to play with this, even if it adds a little bit of game time. There you go. So anyway, anything else you got on that? Are you ready to move on to Sleeping Gods? Well, it's interesting that you got to pick two games and I got to pick one, but that's all I got to say. So we, we had like two. Oh, I guess so. All right, Meeple Town, time to explain how this game goes. How about that, Dean? You like that, didn't you? That's what, that's what you said. All right, so Sleeping Gods, a big box Kickstarter. I'm snoring like I'm sleeping. Ryan Lockett's latest game. Oh, I got you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, so in this game, you are uh, on board the Manticore. The ship, the ship has, I guess, it did it crash land, Dean? I know you, you are, find yourself uh, lost, but I can't remember. I don't think it crashed because you still no, are rocking. No, 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 it didn't. Yeah. It didn't crash. Okay. I'm going to read through this while you're talking, but I don't think it crashed. Okay, I don't think it did either. So you have eight players, nine players if you count Captain Sophie Odessa. And so in this game, what you're going to be doing is simply this. I mean, it's an open world game, y'all. So it's going to be pretty easy to say. I mean, you're going to be taking on your turn. You're going to be taking your deck hand meeple or whatever, placing it and doing a ship action, like maybe grabbing some more power tokens. You hear us talk about that here in a second. Maybe healing up some of your crew members that have been um, injured, uh, releasing some fatigue, you know, getting some sleepy time since Dean was sleeping for some of your folks, um, it, you know, power them back up, getting them energized again or, or whatever, or going down the deck, searching for things. But there's several things you're going to do. Then you're going to be sailing your ship on throughout this, uh, on this, uh, what is it? It's not a board. I want to say a board, Dean. What is it? A book? What do you call that? Yeah, it's a book, John. It's it is. But is there, a, is there a special name for that? Like an atlas. Like a, 
I, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it's what the rulebook calls it in Atlas. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so you're going to be sailing. You're going to be lo- uh, looking at certain areas and say, hey, I want to explore this area. It's got a number on it. You pull this really giant book and you start reading the story. You find yourself, blah, 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 blah. We're going to try not to do too many spoilers. And then, you know, Dean says, I want to cut the ropes because I'm, you know, I'm, we're got our hands tied right now. And then you do like a challenge and you try to have enough skills in your crew to be able to complete the challenge. And there's also times you're going to be fighting bad guys and going on quests to try to search for this person or this item or dropping this person off or whatever it may be. But it's not just, you know, cut and dry. Like, you know, exactly where you're supposed to go. You have an idea, you know, it's in the northwest corner of a map or something. And so you get, you got some puzzles, some intrigue to go explore and try to figure this out and complete the quest and all that kind of stuff. Anything else I should add, Dean? No, I think you covered it. You nailed okay. it. You don't want right. to go into too much like story aspect of it because any, any, any story that you're giving into it kind of gives a little bit away. And, and who knows how the story is going to play out as you play the game. Yeah, that's right. Well, there you go. So I guess we need to do art and components. I'm ready to always get, I see, I'm always ready to go right into the gameplay, but Dean's like, let's talk about the pieces. You don't, you don't want to talk about art and components? It's okay. I'm fine with this it. This is though. the first I've ever heard of this, John. No, I'm fine with it because other people want to hear You should tell about me it. when we're not recording a podcast. No, other people want to hear. I'm happy to talk about art and components. I just don't get jacked to talk about them. That's all I'm saying. Well, I did. There's, until Some now. things are. <laughs> <laughs> you go. Uh, I've already been talking for a while. Go. <laughs> okay, so the art is beautiful. Uh, it's it's Ryan Lockett art, which is um, I want to say always beautiful, but I don't know if I've seen all of his art to know if that's actually the case. But okay. most everything that I've seen by Ryan Lockett has been really amazing, and this game is no exception to that. But along with that, it's hard to not really talk about the amount of stuff that you get in this box because like (laughs) Ron Lockett not only put in a lot of work with the art right but also to design this whole world like to, to really produce this whole world with all of these stories that intertwine with each other and you can go in lots of different directions it's hard i know that's part of the review part of it but it's hard to not talk about that when you're talking about the components because when you look in the box there's a ton of cards there's a lot of cardboard and then there are these you know big books that's all part of the components for this game and i think that the the amount of effort and love that went into this game it's a bunch it's a lot yeah for sure. I mean, I, his, it's the same art. I mean, if you've seen Near and Far, anything that he's done, same art. It's always really, really pretty. It's great art. I love it. And like you said, Dean, I think the components are quality. The cardboard. I mean, there is cardboard pieces in the game. Um, and and uh, yeah. But, you know, if, if you get the deluxe version, you get a few more different things. You could get the metal coins and different things like that. But the cardboard's solid cardboard. So I have no, I really have no complaints. I think they did a really good job with the art and components in this game. Yeah. It's all good, bro. Yep. yep. Totes agree with that. Gameplay. So now, go fun? ahead. And, go ahead, John. Go ahead and talk about the gameplay. Okay. So anyone that follows us knows that I am not the biggest like story type game player. I'm not against it. They just generally aren't, you know, my favorite games. I'm a little bit more in. I like more of the kind of puzzly, just straight up Euro uh, style games. But I requested this because I have liked Ryan Lockett's games. Um, and so I was the one that requested it because I thought this would, you know, probably be pretty good. And uh, I enjoyed it, Dean. I would just say, like, I, I thought that 
what was what I like about the game is it has a really good story. I, I, the ga- the story is very engaging to me. But also, I like the way the mechanics play out in this game. I like how it's simple to teach. Like, we can almost, Dean, just say, let's start playing and I'll teach as I play. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, that's kind of what we did, honestly. Yeah. I know you explained a few things off the bat that are helpful. Um, but basically, once you get through, like, the first ship action or whatever that's called, and then do your the event card, then yeah. you're basically like, all right, what do you want to do now? And then let's, you know. You've got two actions to do that thing, whether it's explore, whether it's um, travel or, you know, go to the market or go to the port and all of those things that you can do. But, but but essentially what you're doing is just traveling around and exploring and doing different quests. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and so when we get to, you know, I don't have to explain the battle mechanics until we get to battle. You know, I can say, okay, here's some market cards. It might be cool to get a new weapon. And you know what I mean? Like, it'd be good for us to get something to be a little bit more powerful, but I don't have to go into all these great details. And I think that's the best way to play it because it's the story is so immersive. Let's just immerse ourselves in the story if we need to take a quick time out to kind of explain because it's cooperative, right? Then let's do that. So that's a big plus for me, you know, a big plus. I don't have to spend 30 minutes or an hour explaining how to play this game. Um, But again, like I said, I'll let Dean talk for a minute, but I'll talk about some of the mechanics as it goes along here. But I think some of the mechanics are really well done as well. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, but but the thing that that really drives me in this game is that that story. Story. Element. You know, yeah, I mentioned John just sat me down the table, explained a few things and then said, all right, what do you want to do? That got me so jacked, like just so excited because <laughs> I'm like, you're looking and you can look at the back of the log sheet and it has this huge map on there. And you're yeah. like. So I can go anywhere. Yeah, go anywhere you want. But you have to travel there. You know, you start off in this one location. But from there, you can go anywhere. And I love that. I, I yeah. love the idea of just being able to do whatever I want. Now, you know, you're, you are collecting these totems and, and you don't want to be there forever, right? Like you got forced into this place, into this this new place in, on the Manticore you don't want to be there forever. And so like your goal is you want to get away from there and you want to get these totems to, um, to make that happen. But outside of that, uh, it, it's almost like a, a Zelda type game or a King's quest type game where, you know, you have this main focus that you want to do, but at the same time, like you can just spend all of your time doing these quests and sure, kind of get yeah. lost in that then, and, and not even necessarily worry about what's going to happen at the end of the game. Although, the end of the game is coming and there's this timer with those decks that that's mm-hmm. going to make that happen. But, but the idea is that you're just, you know, kind of fulfilling all these quests, which I think is great. I love that. I love that open worldness of this game. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I do in a story type game like this, I think it is pretty fun to be able to go explore and not to have like rigid, you have to go this way and have to do that. And um, do you do you like that in video games, Dean? Did you ever? I, I never got into it in video games as much, like the whole like open world concept. Or did you? Did you get into that? I love it. So I I, I actually I compared this game kind of to King's Quest, which I I would say it's the, with more thought. I think it's not like that. King's Quest is a lot more linear in that you're you're following this path, but you're completing these different quests along the way. This mm. feels more like Zelda Breath of the Wild, where you do again you have this goal but you can just focus on doing those quests and yeah. honestly like that is as much if not more fun than than actually you know doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing just exploring the different areas and 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 seeing who you meet along the way so you, mm-hmm. the answer to your question is yes 
yes, I do like that. Like Zelda Breath of the Wild is kind of what this makes me feel like, and I like those games. I think that's what you got intrigued with originally, right? <clears throat> when yes. I was kind of sharing about the game. Yeah, because Dean, you weren't super excited about this game originally. Yeah, you know, and I don't know why, because it seems like something that I would like, but I've, I've not like... I've not played enough of Red Raven games. The only thing I've played is Above and Below, and if I remember right, in Rome. Is that right? Before playing this one? I th- I think I, yeah, I think so. And I've always been intrigued, but at the same time, something hasn't like made me think, I have to play this game. And so when you got it, I was like, oh, that's cool. But I mm-hmm. didn't really know enough about it at the time. But then once you started explaining it, I was like, okay, that probably will be my, that'll be my jam. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Anything. Yeah, and so I I played... Now, let me go ahead and say this. So John and I played this game a, b- a bunch. We played this game for hours, uh, just the two of us playing through this, but we didn't make it through the whole campaign. Now, since we've done the video, I've played through the entire campaign solo. Like, I started a whole new mm-hmm. game, went my whole new direction, did different things, explored different things, and I went through the whole game. I, did I say campaign? I did not make, not make it through the whole campaign. That'll take a long, long time, but I made it through an entire game, which is, I think it took me 10, probably 10 hours, eight to 10 hours. I should have timed it probably. You play, you play this game a lot. But then like you, I got to the end and I was like, holy smokes, there is a lot more to do after this. Like, so you realize that you've barely tasted the story. maybe. Oh my goodness. Yeah. When you look at all the places I explored, I mean, there were areas of the map that I didn't even touch and this was just the base game. I didn't even throw in the expansion stuff, which I will the next time I play through, but with the expansion stuff, you add this whole new map book and there's lots of different stuff going on. So, wow, there's a lot. It says, it says on the, on the BGG page that it's 60 to 1200 minutes. I don't know what's, I don't know what 1200 minutes is. That's a lot of minutes. That seems, uh, that seems right. Like I I would imagine I would play through this. If I wanted to play through the entire game another two or three times, I, yeah, for sure. I would not, I would not have explored everything. I might see some of the same things that I saw before. And, and then like, there are things that you're like, okay, now that I know to do this, I will do this next time so that I'll get a better, benefit you know what i mean yeah. so like some of the stuff's still going to be there or all the stuff's still going to be there but you can go lots of different directions and so if you're i guess i'll say if you're looking to play optimally you can do that but for me i just want to explore new things and see like all there is to see in this game there you go there you go yeah well let's do this so let me let me mention a couple more things real quick so mechanic wise you know for those who are into that um there's a not a whole lot going on, like a lot of, di- not a whole lot of different things you have to learn how to do. But I mean, first of all, you have your ship and you're trying to decide, um, you know, what you want to do there. And those decisions can be interesting because you may have people that really need to be healed, but you also want to get these, um, the command tokens, which I'll talk about that in just a second, which can be really powerful in the game. So you're, ha- you are having some pool on there. Um, man, I- I'm not really sure what we need to do, but the command tokens are interesting because as the game progresses, you start off with a few marketplace items, market items. Um, but as the game progresses, you're going to get even more. And what you're doing is spending those command tokens to get an action. Maybe you're going to redraw a fate card, or maybe you're going to take some of your ingredients that you've picked up food ingredients and, make a recipe that heals, you know, a member of your, 
uh, of your crew or something like that. Uh, or maybe you're using, you know, the marketplace, you bought a new weapon, you know, or whatever it may be. There's just so many different little things that you can do with those command tokens. And those are really hard decisions, aren't they, Dean? Like, man, and the interesting thing is when you use that market item until you remove that command token, you can't use it again. So you're in a heated battle and you want to go, oh, should I go ahead and risk flipping over this fate card again and use this command power? Or should I wait until next time when maybe I've got a better chance or something like that? Uh Those are really fun decisions. And when you think about it that way, John, and this is something I was going to say, like, I would say if you're if you need to narrow down like that base mechanism in this game, other than, you know, the the storytelling is the, the like the main thing driving this game for sure. But as far as the mechanisms go, push your luck in this game is really strong. There's push your yeah. luck in, you know, for taking fatigue so that you can do these different challenges. Um, you don't want to use you don't want to make everyone super tired if you don't have to. And then, you know, uh, you know, and then draw a really high card and you're like, oh, man, I shouldn't have put that fatigue token on two of these players or something like mm-hmm. that. So like there's push your luck in that push your luck in what you were just talking about of keeping those command tokens out there of there's push your luck in taking those uh, taking the deck action, which allows you to get resources. But if you if you try to push your luck on what resources you're going to get, you might also take damage to your boat. So like there's a lot of push your luck in this game in in like every aspect of it, not just one, but but seemingly every mechanism in this game is push your luck. That's right. And I mean, then I'll, I'll really also quickly say that the, the battle uh, scenarios are pretty cool, the way the battle mechanics work out. Like in this, you can do, um, you're try- you have to have the accuracy to be able to attack. And if you have the accuracy to be able to attack, then you attack for damage. But what's cool is like, it's like a, a three by three, like a little grid. And you're being able to put the your, your hit tokens out. But when you're putting the hit tokens out, a couple things that are interesting. First is you can do splash damage. So you can actually attack the player to the right or left of what you're attack who you're attacking by um but you have to attack your player first and then you kind of go orthogonally adjacent and be able to attack them. But not only that, but you're actually covering up their hearts to, to kill them. Or they're going to attack you back. So you have some really grueling decisions sometimes where you're like, man, I could really do a lot of damage to this person. But when they attack me back, if I don't cover up the spot that prevents their attack from being, you know, if I cover up the spot, it'll prevent their attack from being so damaging to me. So maybe I need to do this right now. But then if I do that, then I'm, you know, holding off on killing them, you know, and those are fun. Those are really fun. It can be, there's this game can be pretty challenging. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and tell you, some of those battles are brutal. I mean, they're just yeah. brutal, and there's no other way to say it. Like, it, the the book will tell you, and oftentimes you don't have, you have options, I guess. You'll have options of, do I need to battle them, or can I run away? But if you run away, you're not going to get the thing that, you might not get the thing that you want. And so I always battle. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I do too. But there's been times in this game where I battle, and it's been like, brutal i've i've you know i've got characters that have zero health and i've got other characters that are in really bad shape and i don't have any command tokens and like it's just you know you're basically like holding on to the to the skin of your teeth and then all you want to do is get to a port so you can heal up completely and make everything all better again but then there's been times where i've battled and then immediately i go into another battle after that and it's not something that I anticipated to happen. And so it's That's, just like... It, that can be frustrating sometimes. In a good way, though. You're like, In dang a good it. way, yeah, yeah. Because you're like, oh, well, here we go again. And yeah. like, it just sucks you into this theme of like, 
man, I, you know, if I was really a character in this game, (laughs) I'd be so ticked right now because like, I just got done with this battle. We won. It was really hard fought. And now we go again. You know, it's just, I love that. I think it's really cool. Agreed. You can do some final thoughts, man. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do that, John. I'll go ahead and do Uh, mine first because I think yours are more interesting. Oh, thanks. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Save the best for last. Um, This is a, like I said before, this is a very solid game. This is really, really interesting story that sucks you in. And then you have some fun mechanics for it. Um, Am I, am I blown away by this game? Uh, Actually, to a degree, I think it is very, very good. It's just not completely my cup of tea. All right. So I'm not personally like, I have to have this game. Uh, In fact, um, Dean actually has the copy now because he likes it more than I do. I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give you any, anything about that, but I mean, but I still, y'all, this is a very good game. And if you are interested, if you really are drawn into story games, the other challenge for me is that this takes a lot of time to play, you know, and, 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 and it's not a knock at all. If you have time to go through the story, wow, you could really be rewarded for it. I think, uh, I'm going to give this eight out of 10, which means that I'm not only usually willing to play it, I'm going to suggest the game. Uh, whenever I find people who want to do these types of, uh, who enjoy these types of games, this will be like right up there with one of my number one choices to say, hey, if you like these story-driven games and you have time to go through a campaign and all this stuff, uh, you should totally do it. And even if you don't have time to go through a whole campaign, we didn't talk about it, but they have a Tides of Ruin expansion that adds this like arcade mode that you could play pretty pretty quick it's kind of like a card based version of this game and so that's kind of cool as well so i really like this uh this is eight out of ten that's it yeah that's and that, again that's that's high praises from john like you said because that's yeah. not really his cup of tea now this is more my cup of tea i think if you really if you like this theme of you know going around on a ship trying to uh, battle these big bosses and going on these different quests and and it's, it's interesting. I'll, I'll kind of side note on this a little bit, I guess, but it, it, there's a lot of times where it's like you pick up this quest and it says, you know, you might, you have to go complete this quest in the, in the island to the east or something like that. Well, that island to the east might have three or four different locations on it. So you might go to the, the wrong location and you can take notes as, as, as you go too. that helps you out a whole lot yeah. and, and mark them on your, on your log sheet, but you might go to the wrong location and then pick up a new quest or something like it just sends you on all these rabbit trails, which I, I lo- I like that a lot. Um, I, I really, really like this game a yeah. lot. I, I give this one, I'm going to give this one an eight and a half and it's, it's a game that I think is excellent. I'm going to, I want to explore this a lot more. There's some games that I kind of compare it to though. Uh, Gloomhaven being kind of one of those, like those campaign games and Gloomhaven is one that I gave a nine uh, forgotten waters for some reason kind of brings me, you know, that storytelling, I guess is what it is. And that that's rated around the same as this one. The thing is when I, when I look at this compared to Gloomhaven, I prefer the mechanisms in Gloomhaven more. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that that kind of knocks this one a little bit for me is that the like the actual mechanisms of the game I don't think are as interesting in this as they are in Gloomhaven. Like I, I and, yeah, and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. That's why I don't want to say like I don't fault that. It's just for me, I want to have something that's a little bit more because what what you do in this game, like it's 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 all story driven. I mean, it's all story driven, whereas something mm-hmm. like Gloomhaven, it's story driven, but it also has like these really strong mechanisms to back it up. Um, 
so yeah, that that's the big knock for me, but that's not a big knock because I absolutely love this game. I'm going to play through this game more. And, and honestly, like by the time all is said and done, I would imagine this might be one of my most played games of 2021. I've already played it for, you know, whatever, 10 hours or no more than that, probably 14 hours now that I've played this game. And, and I really, really like it. It's, and it's a high eight and a half for me, but it's not quite in that nine territory because I wanted a little bit more from the, from the mechanics in the game. You kind of want to get, I mean, you're close to giving it a nine. I could yeah, tell. Really we close, really close. But then I, like when I start comparing it to similar games, I'm like, no, I just, I can't do that because it, it doesn't have that, those same things. Like again, the pusher luck mechanism, which I'm fine with. I don't, I don't mind pusher luck. But it's not like my favorite. And when yeah. everything is pusher luck, I just wanted to see a little bit more of like, yeah, you know, I'm not saying like at deck building or anything like that. I'm just saying I wish that there was different mechanisms. Now, there are puzzles in this game and things mm-hmm. that really change up the quest and all of that where you're not just, you know, go to this. You can place get experience to and up your character level. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's strategy for this game for sure, but it's not in the same way of, of like a Gloomhaven. That's why I can't quite jump up to that nine territory for me for that reason yeah. so but dude, so anyway but so this one really won, this it. one easily won you over though absolutely absolutely i think this is you know after again this is the first game that we've reviewed that came out in 2021 i think yes it is uh my favorite so far and i would imagine this would be one of my favorites of the year after all said and done it's yeah. a great game it's a lot of fun it's gonna get a lot of play time for me yeah and this is yeah it was good So that's an eight and a half for me, an eight from John. Let's go on to our top five interactive Euros. All right, time for our top five interactive Euros, which this is a video that we, I say we with air quotes, (laughs) did. Because I didn't actually do this one. I got sick. This is when Dean was whining earlier about, (laughs) oh, this this is what's going on. John, Johnny, and Jonathan did a video for this, and they said, hey, look, buddy, we don't want any deans in here. You go find your own. Get out of here. Deans. Find two other deans to do a video with. And you know what? It's not easy finding two other deans to do anything with, let alone do a board game video. And so it's just horrifying. Left out in the dark. It's horrifying to think about. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's true. Uh, that's right. So I just <laughs> sat by myself while these guys did this video without me. <laughs> there you go. But we're going to do it because I said, John, look, hey, man, I want to talk about it, too. So we're going to do it. Can you tell them the real reason that you didn't do the thing? I had a migraine. Yeah, big time. So (laughs) we had two recordings scheduled for that day that we did that live. And I just could I couldn't do it. Like I had this when you guys were doing the video, I had it on in the background listening to it. And I popped in every once in a while when you guys were telling things that weren't true and I needed to give my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was it. That's all I could do. Like, and then I would basically pass out after I, migraines are rough, man, but I would basically pass out after I got done typing in that comment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dean messaged me and he was like, dude, I can't get off the couch. Basically. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm done. So, and so I kind of scrambled a little bit because I don't, I I really wanted to do with Dean. I'm all the jokes I make about Dean. I love doing this with him. So like, I was really disappointed. Um, Of course I knew that, you know, I, like this totally absolutely a legit reason sometimes he doesn't have legit reasons but i give him this one um that's not true actually you've never bailed on me on anything so i shouldn't i don't th- i think this think. is the first time this it is was, it yeah so i scrambled we got jonathan our buddy that we talk about a lot on here who knocked it out of the park 
Jonathan just job. crushed it. I mean, there's no way around it. He did a great job. I thought he was going to screw it up for everybody, actually. <laughs> so much so. Let me, let me, this is an exact quote from John before we recorded this podcast. If something were to happen to you like you were to die, Jonathan would make a good replacement. <laughs> that was an exact quote from John. <laughs> I told Dean before we did this podcast, I said, Dean, you know, one thing about having Jonathan do some of this stuff with us, that's going to be awesome, which I mean, we obviously like doing it just because we like him. He's one of our great friends. But like, I was like, you know, if something were to happen, you know, I mean, you know, Lord forbid something happens to one of us or I mean, but I mean, it could be someone moves, right? Or something that becomes a whole lot harder. This is, hey, maybe we've got it. Maybe we got a replacement. Jonathan, and if you don't want to, then I hate you, and I don't want to talk to you ever again. Oh my goodness gracious! I don't we'll do him. more stuff with Jonathan. You know who else That's we'll true. do more stuff with? It's Johnny, Johnny Pack. Because Johnny Pack told me, and I quote, "I would have much rather have done this with Dean than John." That get was... out of here. <laughs> and I maybe quote. not an exact quote, that was a but fake he did quote. say, "Hey, because we didn't all get to do this together, he wants to do another one." So actually, look forward to that. Hopefully, in the not too distant future, we'll do another. Yes, we top, will. Top five with with Johnny. Um, we're, we're coming out. Actually, basically, Johnny will say. Here's what I want to do. And we'll say, all right, we'll do it. <laughs> well, I was going to say what was interesting about it was that the idea for interactive Euros came from Dean and Johnny, and then Dean didn't even participate in it. So <laughs> how about that? <laughs> and that was really fun. Johnny did great, and Jonathan did do really great. And I don't hate anyone. So I just want to, you know, let, let the cat out of the bag. That but if something joke. happened to me, we'd be taken care of. Meeple Town will be taken care of. You know. Sometimes you think like if something happened to me, you know, who would be a guy I'd like my wife to be with? Do you think about that, Dean? No. It's never crossed your mind? Never. The type of person? Okay. No. Wow. I mean, I don't I don't want any I don't I'm just Yeah. I've thought about it. Wow. Yeah. This is getting morbid. Oh, this is <laughs> This is something. Can we do can we do our top 5 now? Yeah, let's roll through this fairly quickly, right? And we're going we're going to throw in their picks too since we have them. Might, might as well throw them yep, in. Yep, I've right? got the list right here so we'll let you know what they picked. So that see, when Dean wasn't one of the reasons so if you wa- listen to it or watched it live, you may be like, "Well, why should I listen to this?" Well, first of all, Dean can defend himself because he didn't. And there were some where we pretty much just laid him out because of his horrible picks. Which my first one isn't a good example of that. You want and, to say it? But now, but I was going to say now we can just, you know, butcher and, and just butcher. That wasn't the right word. We can just, you know, rake Johnny Pack and Jonathan over the coals for their picks because they can't defend themselves now. Actually, had, I thought they had some good picks. So. Too bad they have good picks. <laughs> 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 I did want to say something about Jonathan's pick that because he, he called me out for not having one of his picks on my list. So I, I will mention that one when we get there, but. All right. What's, what, what order are we going in, John? Do you want to go first? Well, you want to go first or go last? What are you going to say? I'm going to let you me... pick. You can go right, first go or f- last. I'll go first. I'm I good mean, with that. Okay. Whatever you want to do. Or do you want do you want theirs to be first? Well, okay, do we'll do this? that. You'll go last. How about that? Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Jonathan's number five was Carson City. I can't talk anything about it because I don't. I, I mean, it looks really cool. Um, but I have you. You've never played this, right, Dean? I have not. This is out of all of these games. This one, and there's another one that I really, really want to play that I haven't made to the table yet. So uh, I don't own this one or anything. Jonathan's owned this one for a while, and I've wanted yeah. to play his copy, and it's not happened. Yeah, it's it's anyway. Xavier Horhees or whatever. Like, I really, I mean, he did Twa and Black Angel and Ginkopolis and stuff like that. So I, I would really love to play this game. I just haven't played it. So sounds like a solid choice. Yeah, the, seems like it. And then for a lot jo- of people really like that. Yeah, sorry about that. For Johnny's games, uh, he didn't 
want to do like a top five. He just wanted to have five to discuss. He said they were so, it's so hard to kind of pick. So I'm just going to do the order in which we did it online. Uh, Seven Wonders Duel was the first one that we talked about. Amazing game. That's a really good pick too. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with that. There's a lot of interaction in this game. Tons of interaction. Really cool. Or like you you want that card, but then you're going to expose. Like that's that's one of the biggest things, right? Then you're going to expose uh-huh. it for your opponent. And then on top of that, I love like the the battle kind of back yep. and forth tug of war you're doing in the game because there's several ways to win. And I think that's really fun too. And not only that, but also from some of those wonder cards, you're going to be ripping up the cards from the other player. You know, that, that there's a lot of, and that can be mean. Like if I have a card that says rip up their brown card, that their production card, I'll rip it up. You don't, I've had to buy like 17 copies of this game. You don't literally rip it up. Yeah. The symbol has a picture of like a card getting ripped in half. So, so if that happens, then Dean's going to have to, he's just going to, he's going to literally do what the symbol said with the icon. Yeah. I've got like 17 copies of this game that are like, (laughs) they all have about, you know, four or five cards missing from them. You spent $300 for this on this game it's worth it it's really good all right so my number five is a game that dean he can see also you're going to hear dean's comments on these games which you didn't get to hear uh is is keyflower um i love the player interaction with keyflower those and you've heard me talk about it on the podcast but those decisions of man i want to move a meeple to go for this auction piece for this hex because dean i think really wants this as well i want to be kind of get the first dibs make him play two meeples on this um but also, I really want to go to this spot on my player board or on you know my town that I'm in or my village, but I can also go to Dean's. There's a ton of heavy player interaction in this game. Yeah. And this actually, this is one that I've got number five, but it could be, it could almost be number one just because of the way the player interaction works. It's so interesting in this game. And you're doing yeah. all of that at the same time, like auctioning and going on boards and different things like that. I think, you know, we, we tried not to have a lot of overlap, um, but I feel like a, there are a couple in John's top five that would have been in my top 10 for sure. Yeah. Keyflower is one of those. I think if I, you know, if I would have continued my list out, Keyflower probably would have been like number seven. Got you. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really, really good. I like that game a lot. All right. My number five is a game that John hates. It's Guts. This is a game by <laughs> Martin Wallace. Nanty narking. Oh, you got to defend is, yourself. A f- top five of all time player interaction game. You got to defend okay. that. No, now keep in mind, Meeple Town, if you listen to us a lot, you know that I do list much different and better than what John does. What John does <laughs> is he'll take his top <laughs> list. Debatable. Like, here are my favorite games of all time. This is an interactive Euro. I like this game better than this one, so it's got to be higher on my list. For me, I like Keyflower as a game better than Nanty narking. But the thing that I really like about Nanty Narking is the player interaction, and it's chock full of it. Now, Keyflower is too. I Keyflower literally just said of, of it. that Keyflower could have been number one, but if I was just thinking about the player interact, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Whoops. Like that car starting? Yeah, my bad. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, I'm getting all choked up now. Martin Wallace game, uh, similar to a lot of other Martin Wallace games where you're going to play a card, draw a card, that sort of thing. And the thing that that is kind of key to this game and the the piece that you really don't like about this game, and I get it, but I have my own objective. John has his own objective, and I'm trying to figure out what that objective that John's is so I can stop him from completing it. So there's deduction in that, trying to figure that out. 
It's true. So there's player interaction there. There's also player interaction in the cards. Uh, by interaction, I would even say, you know, mean at times that you're going to be yeah. stealing things from other players or moving their their people around on the board, that sort of thing. Uh, but there's there's area uh, area control in this game and uh, resource gathering, that sort of thing. But there's a lot of player interaction in several different ways like this game a lot, but I recognize uh, that John, nor Jonathan, because we played this with Jonathan a long time ago too, they don't love this game, but I think it's great. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I didn't like it really. I, I gave it a six and a half and I was being super generous. I realized I probably shouldn't even have given it that for my taste. I just, it was, yeah, I didn't like, well, never mind. We just got to get through this list. There's no reason for me to, 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 to keep. <laughs> is that, is, are you having that bad of a time? No. Just got to get, just got to. No. There's four people to get through and we have. Just got to hunker gotta down. Do John. the first one. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to express my opinion on everything. I got to tell myself okay. that Dean. Just watch the video. If you want to hear John's voice. Uh, there you it's go. Just, this is the Dean show right now. That's it. All right. So our number four for Jonathan was Twa, which I think some people are going to be surprised that that didn't make my list. It was definitely a, uh, on the short list of me trying to make the decisions. Uh, and and the, the interesting things about Twa are like the dice, like the way the dice work and how you're also, you're also fending off the, uh, I don't remember what they're called, the bad guys together kind of cooperatively in this game, which is interesting, but then you're also stealing dice from each other, but not stealing, you have to pay them. So you're wanting to take this die or these dice and, but you've got to pay big bucks for them. So the other player might be okay that you're doing that, but the other player might get really upset because the game you know, it's pretty tight. There's not like a million moves to make. So you might be like, gosh, I really needed to do that action this turn. And they screwed it up. Um, so I, I think that, that there's a lot of other things. So Twa's a great choice. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It, it's probably my least favorite of his choices. But I, not that it's a bad choice. It's just one that I don't love as much as you guys. I enjoyed it. Um, but I, I but I like Jonathan, totally agree that that does have a lot of player interaction for sure. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good, good choice. It just wouldn't have made my list. There you go. All right, Johnny's game was Kraftwagen, which is a Matthias Kramer game. Uh, has a rondelle like, <clears throat> excuse me, like Glenmore and Glenmore Two. I've never played it. I don't think Dean can talk for himself. I guess I don't think he has, but so I can't really say anything about it. Though I am looking forward to playing this game. I really would love to play it. I agree. I've watched some videos on this recently, me too. like within the last several weeks, and it, it does look really cool. Uh, I like Matthias Kramer, so. Me too. Yeah. There you go. So my number four was uh, Terra Mystica. Uh, I really, really like Terra Mystica. Got my own copy uh, this Christmas, y'all. And what I was there's just a lot of different interesting points when it comes to the player interaction of this game. Like you have um, negative player interaction in the sense of you're trying to go for certain uh, pieces of land that you're trying to terraform or transform or whatever you want to call it or whatever they call it but the other players are going you know could be going for the same ones which could be really frustrating and challenging but there's also positive player interaction in the sense of if i build next to dean then i might get a discount on something but also if i build next to dean then he gets to increase you know his power in the power bowl and stuff like that so you have that but then you also have what i i love which we mentioned whenever we were talking about um uh, what game was it that we were talking about? The oh, Dune Imperium. Sorry, uh, where you're trying to decide, you know, well, should I should I go here and try to beat Dean here? You have four cult tracks, and you're doing that the entire game, right? Should I beat Dean in this track, or should I try to? Should I just give him give up on this one? But if I do, and Dean realizes I'm giving up, 
he starts to compete with me and some of my other ones, you know, like those are really grueling and, and really fun decisions. Terra Mastica, Terra Mystica. Oh my goodness. Jeez. Is an absolute classic and it's really fun. And I love the player interaction. Yep. Totally agree with this. I, I don't have any bad things to say about that game or about your pick. I think it's a good pick. Well, thank you, Dean. What's your number four? You're, you're welcome. My number four is a game that you also like. This one is Paris. This is a uh, Kiesling uh, Cromer game. New game. And, yeah, a new game. I think uh, you guys talked about this, but I think this is the newest game of all the games on this list. Is it that is. right? Yeah. We uh, we actually were, like, your choices were interesting because two out of your five were within the last, what, year or so? And the... Uh, Actually, three of them were since 2019. One of them wow. is, yeah, one of them is a little bit different because it was a reprint, but or a remake. I was but, gonna say what was so interesting about that was almost all of our other choices were older games, and yep. a lot of them were even significantly older games. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, and and the the older picks are really good, but some of them I just haven't played. You know, yeah. like uh, Carson City and some of the other ones that are going to come up, but. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't know why that is. But in this one, this one does have a lot of player interaction in a lot of different ways. One is the area majority in the different areas. Basically, you're going to be taking your keys and putting them out on the board. And I want to have a majority of points in this district so that I can get some points. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so there's interaction there. There's interaction with taking those spots, being the first one to take them. But also there's interaction in the rondelle on the outside of the board, which is really interesting that, you know, I, I want to rush to get, again, kind of a racing aspect of this game, but I want to rush to take these spots before John does because I want to get the better benefit. But there's also like, there's only yeah. so much you can do to be able to, you know. And you can't backtrack. That's right. You can't backtrack on that, on that rondelle. It's just, you know, once you get to the 30, I don't remember how many spaces, 30, 30 or 35, something like that, spaces on the outside of the board or 20, anyway, something around there. Uh, you cannot backtrack, and so you want to race to get those spots. So it's a different kind of interaction. I, I think this one's probably the least mean interaction, but it also there. This game can be kind of mean with means not the right way, but interactive. It's really interactive because like you can get a lot of points from somebody in these districts by yeah. like snaking some of these points or building a, a building in the spot that allows you to get more influence in that in that district. So anyway, a lot of player interaction. I like this one a lot. This is one of my favorites of 2020 as well. Oh, it's a great game. This this is one of those ones, Dean, that, you know, I gave an and, and I may stick with an eight out of ten, but it's a very solid eight out of ten. Like it's I think it's yeah, it's it's one I've thought about a lot since we've played it. I really enjoy it. Yep. That's All right. Paris. That's it. Paris. Great game. Great choice. All right. So number three for Jonathan is a game that Dean nor I can talk about. And that's really sad that we neither one of us have played Hansa Sonica. I'm but. looking at it right now. <laughs> staring at it. Wishful thinking. The problem with that one is it's uh, I think there is a two player variant, yeah. but it's a three plus game. So you really need to have three players to make this one really good. Yes, uh, that's true. That's what I hear anyways. Too bad I can't talk about it, but I, I need to buy it. You know what's funny? So I'm looking at, I've got a little bit of a shelf of shame up here. Hansa Teutonica is right next to next to Guilds of London, which is a Tony Boydell game, which also has a lot of player interaction. Both of those are sitting over top Dominant Species, which is wow. also 
a lot of player interaction. I played yeah. the app version of that, but not the actual physical copy. And then London's up there too, and there's some good interaction in that one too. But anyway, there you go. You didn't want all that, did you? Nah, I didn't want to hear all that. I'm okay. just kidding. Uh, no, that's good, bro. All right, so number th- the third one that we're talking about with Johnny's is inter- this is um, interesting. Emotep. Uh, yeah. I'll just say quickly and hand it over to you. I've I've never, and I think I mentioned this in the video, like for some reason Emotep has never grabbed me, though I know a lot of people that really love this game. Um, I always thought it was like a solid, it's cool, but I, I I don't know. I just was never super jacked. My brother really likes this game. Um, You've played it, you just don't like it. Oh, I've played it plenty. Like I, yeah. I, my brother, like I said, he it's one of his, I would say probably one of his favorites. Um, he likes kind of like medium light, you know, Euros. I think that's what he's, into and he just he loves the mechanics in this game um i just yeah the player interaction is interesting for sure there's some really cool choices that you're making but this is just one that i've i'll play it if someone wants to play it but i'm just not super jacked up about it yeah i think this is a really good pick but i tend to be in that same boat as you it's it's not my favorite it's funny you guys talked about jonathan playing this with his family and then playing it really i was with them one of the first times they've played it, I don't think, I don't know if it was the first time, but anyway, that's how I learned it is, is through Jonathan's family. And yeah, I like it, but I don't, I don't love it. I don't think that Jonathan necessarily loves it either, but I know his dad really, really enjoys it. So yeah, there you go. Anyway, yeah. Good pick though. Regardless, I think that's a good pick. It's a, I mean, it's a classic for a reason. I mean, I would say that would, that's a classic for sure. A lot of people really love that game. Yeah. All right. So my, it's Dean's turn. Did you pick your number three? I haven't said my number three yet. Sorry. I've got it written down in order, but I didn't write yours down. So that's why I almost started talking. Are you last or am I last? I thought I was last. Oh, shoot. Did you do your number three? No. You are last. No. What is your number three? So it is my turn. Okay. I was doing it right. Sorry. I psyched myself out. Uh, My number three is a game that probably would be on your list if it wasn't on mine. That's Brass Birmingham. Yep. I think that's probably number six on my list. Yeah, Brass Birmingham just I, I love the player interaction and a lot of it's positive, right? Like yeah. I'm I mean, it's positive but not. Like it's one of those things where like, oh, I'm going to take his iron or her iron to build this and then Dean's like, "Okay, sweet. Now it's going to flip my tile over, but dang it, I really wanted to use that for something else." You know? So it's there's a lot of that kind of going on and vying for positions and, "Oh, if I flip this one over, I need to do that to score points. But then Dean has uh, several canals linked to it. And it's going to give him like four points, you know, uh, whenever that happens and only me too, you know, or something like that. And so you're like, ah, so it's, I think that just those little things in the game, I just remember thinking the very first time I played this, this is some brilliant player interaction that I really like. Yeah. I, I, (laughs) love love this game i really do and i i think this is a more unique one in that way john that it it does have that that positive like the interaction isn't fully negative not that they are in all these games but i think more so it feels more balanced in brass birmingham than most any of the other ones on this list would you say that's that's probably right um it's smooth it's yeah i know it's smooth yeah it's good yeah yep love this one for sure again could have been in my top five, but we didn't want to have a ton of overlapping. But it, I still, I'm good with my picks. But I think this was a, this was a battle because I really like Brass Birmingham for sure. Yeah, there you go. All right, my number three is a game that I think is Jonathan's number two, if I remember right. This is a another uh, Wolf game, uh, Wolfgang Cromer game. 
This is El Grande, a classic. Ah. This is the most classic on my list. There you go. You said I didn't have any classics. No, I didn't say you don't have any this classics. <laughs> I said that you had two. Come on. This, see, this is how this is how the media twists things. I'm about to get I'm about to get political. <laughs> oh, this is my last show anyway. I Just can say kidding. what I want. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Is it? You were done. Um, You're I, done. Yeah, Jonathan has taken my spot. You said you wanted the John and Jonathan show. So that's I'm gonna what, find another that's what Dean or two. Said. I'm gonna have another we're gonna be Meeple. Uh, Meeple City, I think, is probably what we're going to go with. <laughs> All right. El Grande came out in 1995. This is an area control game to, like, to the, like, max. This yeah. is, like, it seems like this was the grandfather of those games. I might be totally wrong on that. Uh, but basically, in this game, you are going to be um, playing cards, which will give you these meeples that you're going to take into your... Uh, that you can't put them out on the board, but you can have them in your reserve now that you can, when you play your tiles, you can actually, or draft the tiles, you can take those new meeples that you have and put them out onto the board. And then when you do that, there's different rules from those tiles that play out um, that will change, you know, moving around different pieces that are on the board or whatever. And then you're going to do these scoring rounds throughout. So there's there's the interaction with how you're going to be manipulating the board with those drafting the tiles. And then there's the interaction with just the straight up area area control and getting points based on the area control. Now, you guys mentioned that you did not play uh, any of the expansions. And I'm with you. I don't think this game needs an expansion. The problem is it's a lot cheaper to get the big box than it is the base game, like just yeah. the base game. I probably, I would have. I would have been totally fine just getting the base game. Although I kind of prefer the meeples to the cubes that are found in the base game. But anyway, a lot of fun. Love this game a lot. You have not played this one, but I'm going to get no. you to play this soon. Yeah, this is one that I, I mean, I would have played if it wasn't so expensive. You know what I mean? Like you can't find it because I would have bought it a long time ago. I can so. find it in my closet. I know. Right well, hey, I'd, I'll buy it from you right now. <laughs> no, See, that's, that's, my, I love this game. And that's this is a problem. top fifty game for me too. That's the problem. No one will sell it to me. That's it. <laughs> okay, number two. It looks fantastic. It... Looks. Fantastic. Are you serious? Yes, I think the game's. I'm ser- dead serious. I really think. I mean, I'm not saying like. I'm saying it looks like the game will be fantastic. I'm not talking oh, about okay. the. Do you like the look of it though? It's fine. I think I, it's it's hideous. Yeah, it's fine. I don't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it feels like a lot of those other. You know, you guys mentioned Kalis, like the older yeah, version. I'm fine of with it, but it's whatever. I don't. Why is everybody so angry on these box covers? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying it's attractive, but I, I'm, it's whatever. You know me. I don't care. Let's get off. Let's get past the art and components, and let's move on to the good stuff. <laughs> Jonathan's number two is that same game, right? Yeah, so that's exactly right. Number two is El Grande, so we can move on past that. Uh, number the second. To last one that we talked about with Johnny Pack is Kalis. So I've never played the original Kalis. Have you, Dean? I played the app version, but I did not play the board game, like the physical copy of it. What did you think about the app version? Uh, I thought it was fine, but I wasn't like super intrigued by it. Okay. Well, there you go. But this game is not like really meant to be a great app game because the player interaction is really what makes the game, I think. Yeah. Well, there you Anywho. go. Boom. That's it. Okay. Move on. I mean, I've never played it, so I can't comment on it. I didn't. I would like to play it, but I haven't. All right. <laughs> so my number two is a game that is really close. I was actually just looking it up, Dean. Um, I was just to see, curiously, uh, to let Meeple Town know, is a game that's about to be released as a finally reprint. 
that's been years in the making, and that is Ginkopolis. How about that's that? That's right. When does it come out? Did you say, Dean? It's it's it says on like Mini Mart and Cool Stuff Inc. and all that stuff that March twenty twenty one next month, buddy. The end okay. of March. I'm gonna tell you, people, go buy this game. You know what's so stupid is that Excellent. it's like at most of these places it's already sold out. The pre-orders are sold out. You can't even add it to cart. You can't add it. Go to Game Nerds. Go to Minimark. Whatever. They're all there's a, there's a couple smaller um, websites, uh, lesser known websites that appear to have some you know a pre-order in stock. But this thing's I'm gonna have to pre-order this on something. This is fine. That's right. You don't you don't own this. That's no, right. okay. I don't, and I I want this really bad. So I want to get to this this to the table. Ginkopolis would have probably been in my top ten too. Uh, yep, that's a great pick. Yeah, I mean, so the reason it's in there is because there's just I mean, the whole game is player interaction, right? You're trying to have area majority. You're building on other buildings up. Um, you're building out your. Uh, your little part of Ginkopolis and hoping that other players don't come in and, and horn in on it and try to take it. And it's just, you know, I mean, I also, of course, like the engine building and the card drafting that's played, but the best part of it, in my opinion, is that player interaction there in the center on the t- tiles in the middle of the board. It's a absolute instant buy for me. And I'm frustrated that I didn't already pre-order this. I didn't realize it was coming out this soon. Honestly, I haven't been paying that close of attention, which I should have. I thought it was coming out later. Boom. Mistake. You know, one thing, I don't know if you guys talked about this or not, but the car drafting is has inherently within it player interaction, right? Because yeah. I am, uh, if you're playing it well, I mean, you can play car drafting where you're just kind of doing your own thing, but but really you kind of have to have an idea of what, so, what other people are going to do. Yeah. And Ginkopolis has that aspect too that I think is, it's important because you can't just focus on what you want to do. You have to keep other you have to hate draft you know you have to keep other people from getting to do what they want to do if you can so i I think any card drafting which is kind of funny we don't have a lot of card drafting games on our list right Mm, like no fully card drafting. seven wonders duel is the closest is a different kind of drafting but it's it's still drafting but yeah uh but anyway ginkopolis is more of that like typical drafting style but that's only like one of the aspects of the game so Anyway, it's true. I thought that's interesting. It's true. Boom. All right. Number two for me, right? Yeah. Ready for number, my number two is another one that you have not played. Uh, you you don't like my list, I think. I would say I don't for the most like part. Yeah. I, I think you're not the biggest fan of my list, probably. It's the Eric Line game, The Godfather Corleone's Empire, which Jonathan talked about this pretty extensively on the uh, on the video did a really good job. All of the things that he said are the reasons why I like it. Like you are, you have this, um, area control where if you control this area, you're going to get a benefit. If other people take a, take an action from your territory, you also have, uh, worker placement in this game where you are blocking spots from other players. And, you know, that's in every worker placement game. So, you know, again, or most every worker placement game also has that, you know, interaction. Uh, But this one uh, is more so, it seems like it's more so because it's not just like I can take this spot, but also I can claim 
this whole territory if I place one of my workers that yeah. has the circle base and get all of those, the actions, a different action on all of those spaces. Uh, but also you're going to be taking out other players. You're, you've got set collection that when you complete this set, you know, I might set off a car bomb and, and explode this whole, anyone who's in this area or take out a couple of, uh, a couple of players and throw them into the Hudson. And so there's a ton <laughs> of player interaction. Maybe swimming this game with is, the fishes. Yes. This game is amazing. I like it, especially at the higher player counts. John, I think you would really like this game. we got to get this to the table. Oh, with, I don't know. Jonathan, you and Jonathan Steven, both. Steven really likes this one too. I, th- I think us four probably need to play this at some point yeah for you know for whatever reason i think it's you know maybe the theme or something that hasn't got me jacked up about it but i mean if you guys really like it i'm sure that it's really good yeah no i liked the movie but it's not like um you know that's the thing that really drove me eric lang is why i was really hype on this game but i've played this game a lot and it's it's just so good it's so good there you go that's your number two number two now now we're talking about your number two (laughs) How about that? So, so Jonathan's number one is one. I don't. How was Blood Rage not on your list? Okay, that that's why I have to defend myself. It's a legitimate okay. question because you this is your favorite game of all time. I don't fault Jonathan for putting this on his list, but when I hear interactive euros, I wanted it to be like full on euro. Okay, I consider Blood Rage to be a hybrid, and so I try to personally, I try to keep all hybrids off of my list. Godfather could be argued, but I think Godfather is more Euro-y than Blood Rage is. Yeah, okay. Okay. So that's a, that's so a that's, legitimate that's argument. Okay, I got you. But again, I don't fault him and I and I yeah, it's obviously a great pick because it's my favorite game, but Blood Rage is really fun. Yeah. Yep. It's all it's super intense and I really like that about it. Um yeah. I mean it's just uh, it's, we've said it's it all before. the same thing. Eric Lang, I mean you're you know, like like Godfather. Like it's area control. You're blowing up other people off the board. Yep. He yeah. d- he didn't mention, and I put in the comments. He didn't want to throw that guy under the bus who scored like eight points in that game. But it was it was our friend Scott. Scott did it. I don't mind doing that. <laughs> it was really funny. This game you can beat somebody like 150, 200 points to eight, because I've seen it done. Uh yeah. I, That's I, I, I'm, a lot. I'm I've gotten. I've I've been on both ends of that. I've really whipped people, and I've also gotten really whipped. It's kind yeah, of it is no a, it's a little demoralizing. Yeah, it's a little, but it, usually you know it's happening, so you might as well just try to have fun on your way out. That's the way just I look take at everyone it. out. Yeah, you can yeah, just sure. have fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, do something, you know. So, all right, that's a great that's a, that's a really good choice. I thought about it, um, but also thought kind of the same stuff that you did, and plus it probably wouldn't quite make my list, but I do like it. So. Uh, Johnny Pax, the one that he had said uh, last that we talked about is, um, sorry, my, my brother was calling me. It was in my earphones. Did you, you couldn't hear that. Could you? What's in your earphones? No. Yeah. Coliseum. Yep. Never have played it. Um, you know, being one on the top, Johnny Pax saying one of his favorite games really intrigues me by it, but Dean, you've played it. So what did you think about it? Yeah. I play it and uh, I own it. And I, John and, John and I talked on the phone yesterday about this, actually for a pretty good while. But what I told John is I liked this game, kind of, but I didn't love it. I had a really bad experience playing this. I've only played it one time. I had a really bad experience playing this. The The player I was playing with was just not fun. Uh, and Were I've had mean? some other games like that. And I'm like, yeah, it just like, like sucks the fun out of things. Like for me, games are fun. And like... 
he was a rules lawyer for one, which is fine. I can play with the rules lawyers. That's 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 fine. But like <laughs> to to the detriment of enjoying a game. Yep. So that was not a great experience. And that is I've got a list of those games where I'm like, I got to try this again because I think I would actually probably like it better. St. Petersburg is another one of those that was just ruined. The experience was ruined by the players. I just I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah maybe i'm the problem here but i yeah well, i just want to enjoy games and he that's did, a loaded he's question <laughs> Jeez. uh yeah i would i'd like to play it but i don't know anything don't know i didn't i don't know much honestly i haven't looked into it in great detail either so the most is but, I, know, I, I know the johnny's most right though johnny it's, it's great like it has a lot of player inter- interaction in this game there's the the wheeling and dealing and um which let me, let me come back to that in just a second. But like the the wheeling and dealing, and then there's the you know, the the auctioning piece. And okay, I was really surprised Jonathan did not put Chinatown on his list. Really mm-hmm. surprised. He and I both really love this game. I it didn't was, know he liked it that much. I really considered putting this on my list because it's an excellent game. It, it would have made my top ten f- almost definitely, but it's just been so long since I've played it. But he and I have played it together and really really enjoyed it. But anyway, sorry that was a little tangent there. There's no reason to be sorry. No need to apologize. It's too late to apologize, honestly. No need to apologize. All right, so my number one game is a I game... I changed the lyrics so we didn't get flagged. That is... There you go. <laughs> uh, my number one game is a game that's really high on my all-time favorite list. I think it was number two this year, and that's Lahav. And that I... You know, Jonathan pointed out on our video, I spelled it totally incorrectly. I, I actually wrote L-A, Lahav. Lahaver. <laughs> what a Lahaver. What an idiot. Um... That's what happens whenever you're waiting to the last second to type in banners for streams. But anyways, uh, that was my fault. You slip up a little. No, no, no. I mean, I, I was kind of scrambling a little bit, <laughs> but I probably should have been able to do it. Anyways, um, you know, Lahav is interesting. Um, I almost didn't put it number one because I think maybe on some of the other games of play interaction is more interesting or maybe more unique. But, you know, in this game, you have several things that are really interesting. You have your offer that's in the middle of the table and you're just, you're pushing your luck on that offer. You know, right, Dean? Like you're like, I want this right now, but I'd really rather do something else. If I don't take this now, is Dean or is my wife going to take it? Uh, man, all right, mate, this offer is just too tempting. I got this is too much right here. I've got to take it now because I know for sure Dean's going to get it because he needs that, you know? Um so let me go ahead and do that. Or, you know, you're placing your worker onto one of the buildings and you can also place it onto other people's buildings. But the cool thing about in the positive sense is like a lot of them, you have to pay the player. So like you also have that element of racing to like the wharf. The wharf is a super important building in this game. It helps you build ships and you know, people are going to go to the wharf. So that's a, that's a hotly contested building oftentimes. And so you have that kind of element of, man, I want to get this first, but Oh shoot, there's no way. So I might as well start going for another building. And, you know, then I'm, you know, wanting to go onto the wharf, but Dean's got his stupid token right there and get it off Dean and get it off. Cause I need to go there. So there's a lot of really fun stuff with the player interaction on that game. Yeah, and it gives you an opportunity to work in Uva Rosenberg into every list. Yet another list. No, this is a really good pick, though, John. I think that this this one makes a lot of sense, unlike a lot of your other Uva picks for different categories. Hey, listen, you're going to, whenever we, I played one game of Hallertow, Hallertow, and I'm, hey, you, I, I've got to play it more, but you may say, okay, John may not be the Uva 
doesn't always wear uva color glasses. Let's say that. <laughs> that I can I remember I say I, I feel like I can be objective. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I can be objective and we'll see what happens though. I need to play it more. <laughs> it is a really, really good pick though, John. I, I I totally agree with that. There's a lot of interaction in that one for sure. Fun interaction. What's your number one? The world is waiting to know. You know, I said I try trailer. not to have a lot of in, a lot of overlap with you guys, but I worked in a loophole. Uh-oh. Because I picked Kalis 1303 <laughs> instead of Kalis. I was really shocked that you... I mean, like I know you like this game, but just stunned that this was your number one. This is a... Why, why is that? I'm curious. I just... I thought... What did you rate this? Do you remember what you rated this? I gave this a nine. Okay. I was thinking yeah. that you gave it like an eight and a half or something. And so that's why I was kind of thinking like... Just, I, I wouldn't have been shocked if it was number five, but I was just really shocked that it was number one. And, and, and I, I'm I not in I, love with this game either. I should have, I should have looked at, I should have pulled this up. I'm pretty sure it was a nine. Oh, you know what? No, I think I have an eight and a half on here. I thought I gave it but a nine. Games anyway, can, it's a, games can raise, right? You give it it's a, game, a top, yeah. It's a top fifty game for me, um, for sure. Anyway, but but Kalis is I can talk about it now since we didn't talk about it earlier, but essentially. Uh, this is the 2019 version of Kalis, and there are some different, there are some changes that they made. But that core mechanism of worker placement, and you are building up your own worker placement spots. I'll get like something that. for you taking that, but yeah. also you, John, if you move the, uh, I forget what that thing's called, but the horse, the little horsey guy. Is that what his, his name is? <laughs> yeah, it's the, the horsey, horsey guy. guy, the provost. Okay. <laughs> The provost. If you move the provost, you can move the provost. And if it's if it is before, uh, like if it's you know there's there's let's say there's like four worker placement spots after the provost, okay, then those are not going to get to take their action. So if you put your worker on there, you're not going to get to take that action at the at the end of yeah. the round, which is mean. This is a mean game. I, I don't know if there's any other way to say it. Oh yeah. But it, the, the interaction on this one is through the roof for those reasons, and it's just a really, really good game. This is a, a top fifty game for me. I feel pretty confident in that. I think that it made my list. So, yep, Kalis thirteen oh three is excellent. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay, but I, I understand um, absolutely understand why though. Jonathan, because there's a ton either, of which really surprised me. Yeah, I thought Jonathan would really like this game, but he he was kind of in the same boat as you, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what it was about it. Like it was fine though. I mean, if you want to play it, I'll play it. You know, I'm not. I'm definitely not against it. It just wasn't, you know, a super high flying game for me. Yep, that's it. We did it. We did it. We did. We are victorious. It. We did. It. This was the easiest list because we just did it already on the YouTube's. You did. You just kind of have didn't. to. You just say it again. I was, I was thinking about doing a list with uh, my friend Dean. We're gonna we're gonna do a YouTube video coming up. It's gonna be awesome. It's exactly Dean. yeah. And yeah, what's happening right now? <laughs> you know the new podcast that I'm starting, Meeple City. Oh, Dean Meeple City. You should have said Dean. something a lot. You should have made up a name that's a lot more epic. It should have been like you know Meeple Metropolis. You know because we're way better than Meeple Town. Town's stupid. I, I haven't get, actually named I mean, it Meep, yet, so Meeptropolis is good. Meeptropolis, like yeah. Like, I mean, I know a city is probably bigger than a town most of the time, but you know, I, I would have wanted Meep, to like really dominate it. Meepopolis, Meepopolis, Meeple Kingdom. Like it doesn't really. It doesn't. I'll come it up with something way better than Meepletown. 
You're the one who came up with Meepletown. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Did I? Yeah, you did. Dang it. I, right. I, well, I, I still remember the name. moment. I remember the moment. We were, I mean, I remember exactly where we were and everything. That's weird. Maybe, maybe you should find, you and John and Johnny and Jonathan should start your own, and you have to come up with your own name. I keep Meepletown. I don't know. Me and Dean. I'm not bitter. I really am. You know, joking aside, I really enjoy <laughs> I enjoyed listening to it. I think you guys, you guys did a really good job with it. And it was a lot of fun to also a little like an outer body experience when I'm like, I should be there, but I'm not. So I'm just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I do know what you mean. So hopefully you'll get sick someday and you'll be able to experience that as well. Excuse me. <laughs> oh man. I didn't, I didn't think I liked you, but now I really don't like you for saying that. How about that? Tell, why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us? Ooh, so you get a little frog in your throat when you were saying that. You Did okay? I? You okay? Oh, maybe you didn't. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, right on. Um, yeah. So if you <laughs> if you're enjoying our podcast, uh, or even if you're not, we'd love for you to leave a rating. We'd love for you to also, you know, get a little written review on iTunes or or, or one of these places. Actually, we only check iTunes, so I don't know about the others because we like to often read those so we can have fun and interact with you all through those. Uh, if you want to go to MeepleTownGames.com, you can check out all of our stuff. We're at Meepletown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to be our 100th 100 Meepletown Guild member, go to Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Uh, thanks for coming down to Meepletown. <laughs> Was that it? You were a little bit late on that. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were if you were ready for me on that. I just, you know, you start talking, sometimes I just stop listening. Hey, tell me this one thing. Okay. What did you guys do in the snow? Did you guys play in the snow since we don't get snow very much or the ice with yeah, your family? I was going to say we're talking, we're talking ice here, John, because it was not a lot of snow. Although it's snowing, it's snowing right today, now, probably. Yeah, I it, is. it is. I'm just looking out. Yeah. Okay. Um, we we <laughs> not a lot. Like the boys were making snow angels in the driveway, but it was like barely visible. And like uh, they were cutting themselves on the ice and stuff like that. You're like, well, what's easy there? Yeah, we were just sliding around on the ice, and I pulled them around in a wagon around our neighborhood. <laughs> Did they like that? Yeah, that's fine. We what have you guys do? we have one like small sled thing, a uh, plastic one, and we were finding our driveway is kind of on an incline, so we were sliding down the driveway. We were sliding. This is redneck, I guess. Uh, our shed has a really pretty steep ramp up to it, so we were sliding out of the shed. And uh, then my father-in-law came over. This was the glory. I've got a four-wheeler, but I didn't have any ropes, and I didn't have a really good sled. So he brought ropes. Uh, he 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 braved the ice, brought ropes. Um, a couple sleds and we went to absolute town out there. It was a blast. We had a great time. Good stuff. I might, I might, I might do that right now after we're done recording this, Dean. I'm looking outside thinking, hey, maybe I'll go back out. Maybe, maybe do a little uh, sledding. Hey, you enjoy that while I'm, I'm editing the podcast. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs>